I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better. And it is part of the Get a Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at GuinnessGeekNetwork.com. What's his name again? Rocky. Rocky. The ultimate underdog. Back from the dead, Rocky. It's not just me, right? He's a little weird. Yeah, I think he's in shock right now, you know? It's going to take him a few days to sort of re-stitch those neural pathways and he'll be good to go. Yeah. You don't... You don't seem convinced what's going on. I don't know, I mean... What if we ripped him out of doggy heaven or something? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, what if... We don't know if he wanted to come back. We just took him. What is it with you? I get two glasses of red wine and you and the Catholic girl comes out. I'm just saying, if we're going to be asking big questions, we have to be ready for the answers. Come here. Come here. Look. I know this is strange, you know, and what we're doing here could be Considered questionable. But we're going to help a lot of people with this work. It's going to be worth it, okay? And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we review the film that is about as scary as tapioca pudding after the Best Buy date, starring Olivia Wilde and Mark Duplass. It's 2015's The Lazarus Effect. But first, he's the security guard who lets anyone with a visitor badge in after hours because they give him a generic name like Dr. Johnson. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty good, but she was cute and had a dog. That's true. She was and did have a dog. So Yes. But, you know, after a couple hours, I never saw her come out again. That's right. Oh, well. (laughs) Oh, well. All right. So, uh, got any news for us this week? I do. I have all kinds of uh, superhero news uh, because uh, D23 just happened. So, for all your D23 uh, news... Um, go somewhere else because I don't care. <laughs> you got any sci-fi news for us this week? Well, I don't have a sci-fi item. I do have a science item. Um, China is planning three missions to the moon um, after discovering a new lunar material that may be a future energy source. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What lunar so, material is this? Well, um, they are calling it uh, Changasite. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Um, so uh, China's uh, Chang'e, uh, Chang'e, I guess, or Zhang'e, C-H-A-N-G-E, or apostrophe E. So I don't know if that's Chang'e or Zhang'e. I'm not Chinese. Um you're not? So no, CH is always hard. So it's Chang. Chang E5 mission 
Um, they retrieved samples from the moon. This was back in um, 2020. And uh, it is some sort of phosphate mineral in columnar <laughs> crystal. Columnar? No, columnar. My A's are hard. Oh, your A's are, yeah. Yeah, It's column AR, crystal. Okay. All right. Columnar. 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 Crystal. Yeah. It was found in some lunar rock particles. I was about to say particulars. <laughs> wow, like you're kinds. just you're nailing it today. I am. Uh, it was found in some lunar particles, uh, rock particle, particles. Um, the mineral contains helium three, which could be a uh, future source of energy. Uh, so they are uh, planning three missions to go collect more of it to see what they can do with it. Um, you know, this is just the first step into um, you know lunar mining. Um, you know, which means, which means Armageddon, not that far-fetched, putting miners on an asteroid. I would think it's more like a moonfall where they dig too deep and, and the moon retaliates. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, except that was an alien presence that dug too deep, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, that's my science news. You want some more news? Sure. What else you got? Okay, perfect. Um, so, uh, Christina Ochoa. Uh, yes. Yeah. That Christina Ochoa. I know you know who she is. The name sounds familiar. Great. Because uh, it, it sounded familiar, but I had no idea who she was. Uh, apparently, she was an actress from Animal Kingdom or Promised Land. Um, Animal Kingdom being on TNT, uh, Promised Land was an ABC movie, um, or ABC, uh, series. Um, I'm up now cause I don't know either of those. Christina Ochoa, O-C-H-O-A. Yeah, I know how anyway, while, while you're doing the little research on a uh, pretty, pretty face, um, she is apparently uh, developing a uh, sci-fi series called Empty Earth based on Rick McManus' uh, uh, book, trilogy book of the same name. So Rick McManus has a series of books out there um, uh, called uh, Empty Earth. Uh, synopsis is, in Empty Earth... Climate change has forced humanity to a dystopian bargain. Seek safety or risk everything to find answers. Uh, the book trilogy is, is post-apocalyptic adventure series with, in, with an empowered female protagonist wrapped in an epic of love, family, and survival with science at the forefront. If that's not PR bullshit, if I've ever heard it... Um, Anyway, so they are uh, they are hooking up with uh, a, a studio called Freedom Studios. Um, reading this, uh, I was reading this article, and uh, I thought it was kind of funny. So they're talking about you know 
what Ochoa has done. They talk about what Freedom Studios has done. Uh, Freedom Studios is an award-winning Latina-owned media company focusing on thought-provoking projects with strong female leads and social awareness. Uh, great. Um, Freedom Studios is repped by uh, Buckwald. Um, Ochoa repped by Buckwald. So this seems a little inbred, but hey, what am I to, who am I to judge? I mean, it doesn't sound too interesting. I think I'll probably pass, no. but yeah, whatever. Look, look, it's either I talked about D23 or the fact that uh, the spaceship uh, Artemis has yet to launch, um, even, even though we are recording this way, way, way in the past for uh, episode way, way, way in the future, I'm still pretty safe to say Artemis has not launched yet. Um, I've got some more. Well, you could have talked about the the dumpster fire outside of SpaceX, but... Look, look. I mean, you had a, a hands-on... It was a hot burrito. I didn't realize it was nuclear. <laughs> and we right. like start a fire yeah yeah there yeah a, a literal dumpster caught on fire at spacex yeah um so the last piece of information i have is a trailer for a new amazon series um was released this past week uh it is called the peripheral it star it stars uh chloe grace moretz uh hit girl um, you mm-hmm. know, from kick yeah. ass and all that kind of fun yep. stuff. So she stars in this. The um, the synopsis is Flynn Fisher lives in the rural American rural American South, working in the local 3D printing shop while earning much needed extra money playing VR games for rich people. First off, I didn't know that was a thing playing. VR games for rich people. Yeah, how does that work? Do they just watch you play I, the game? I mean, I I, I don't know. Have but they heard of YouTube? I want to get in on this though. If 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 that's a thing, yeah, I but will. But you're gladly, not very good. I don't know. I've never played VR, so. Well, I mean, non VR games you're not very good at. So. No, I'm totally fine. <laughs> Anyway, um, one night she dons a headset and finds herself in futuristic London, a sleek and mysterious world alluringly different from her own hard-scrabbled existence. But this isn't like any game she's ever played before. Finn be- begins to realize it isn't virtual reality. It's real. It's real? So- Someone in London, 70 years in the future, has found a way to open a door to Flynn's world. So it's another closet series. No, no, no. This is a headset, not a closet. Oh, headset. Headset. Sorry. And as utterly beguiling as London is, it's also dangerous. As Flynn searches to discover who is connected to their worlds and for what purpose... Her presence here sets dangerous forces in motion, forces intent on destroying Flynn and her family in her own world. So is she able to travel back and forth? Fuck, I don't know. That's all it says. (laughs) I would assume so. I I would assume she can like 
take it off or something. I I don't know. Then all she but, has to uh, do is look at the future stock market, go back, make a couple investments, and she's set. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is uh, this is uh, a series um, headed by the uh, Westworld creators. So Nolan and Joy. Uh, hey, look, it just says. It just says Westworld creators. It doesn't say anything else. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It is. Um, it's Scott B. Smith is uh, is a uh, is the author. Apparently, this is based off of some books, uh, and they'll be executive producer and showrunner. And then, yeah, Nolan and Joy are executive producing it along with uh, Stephen Hoban. Cool. So, eh, I might check that one out. Don't know about the Ochoa series, but this one I might. It looked kind of interesting. There's a trailer out for it and everything. Um, doesn't have doesn't have a release date yet. Oh no, I'm sorry, it does. October 21st. Well, that's not too far. I don't know. Yeah. I'll give it a chance. I've prime shows have just been hit or miss. Look, they gave they they did the boys. They did the boys. They did Man in the High Castle. Those were a couple yeah. of good ones. This um, is a sci-fi drama. They seem to be able to do dramas relatively good. Reacher uh, is pretty good. Yeah, Reacher was okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a chance, but you know, there's been some Amazon shows that weren't very good too. So, well, name one. Um. Oh, that Samaritan. Name two. <laughs> Tomorrow War. <laughs> Name three, I dare you. The Tomorrow War wasn't that bad. No, Tomorrow I mean, War it was, was pretty decent. Yeah. It was thin and shallow. Um, but I mean it wasn't it wasn't awful. Yeah. Yep. No, it wasn't. It was no, awful. there's that show that was uh oh, I can't remember what it was called. It was that fascinating. I watched like two episodes and was out. Um there's some sort of crazy challenge in the in the town where people do incredibly stupid things stupid dangerous things in order to get a bunch of money and no oh, i didn't watch that that one. was dumb um what else was uh, there? i watched uh the widow was pretty good with kate beckinsale that was pretty interesting oh, i haven't seen that one yeah that one's not too bad um there's another one that uh what is it re reboot um uh, now i'm gonna want to know uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's got uh, what's uh, what's Stephen Amell's brother? I Do I don't know. know. Uh, Robbie Amell, cousin. Sorry. Um, upload. Sorry. Upload. Oh yeah yeah. Upload comedy uh, comedy series. Yeah, I saw that saw on Amazon Prime. Yeah yeah. So I'm I'm haven't watched it yet, but I'm intrigued. All right, well, yeah. you ready for a pod crawl? Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. I'm I'm a little scared. All right, well, let's do this. Okay. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Do you like suspenseful horror films that take themes like life versus death and look at them in a fresh new way? Yes. Do you enjoy horror flicks that capitalize on suspense with genuine psychological frights rather than cheap yes. jump scares? 
I do. Do you like twist endings that pay off the complex story woven together throughout the movie? Boy, then the Lazarus effect isn't for you. Ah, fuck. This film follows for researchers and a film student through their trials and tribulations of inseminating Frankenstein with flatliners and previewing the dumpster fire that would become the Dark Phoenix movie. Zoe and her fiancé drain Bishop of his body juice and start injecting it into the brains of dead animals while playing the home version of Electric Chair Executioner in the hopes that it will jolt some life into the pet corpses. They succeed in reviving Kujo, who seems disoriented at first, but has regained his 2020 vision, lost his addiction to Scooby Snacks, and is not getting along with the team. Clay, the burnout on the team, is starting to get suspicious of the freaky shit happening with the dog, but before he can really dig into the problem, a pharmaceutical conglomerate has just bought out the drug company that funded their grant, found out they were experimenting on dead things which violates their contract, and decides to take all of their research and equipment with them back to Raccoon City. Not wanting to call it quits, Frank convinces the team to break back into the lab and conduct one more experiment so they have proof that it was them who came up with the secret recipe that caused the zombie apocalypse, but while trying to resurrect a companion for Kujo, Zoe gets electrocuted because these people are neuroscientists, not electricians. In panic mode, Frank switches Bride of Kujo with Zoe and resurrects her instead. However, the brain jizz they injected is supercharging her synapses and she gains telepathy and telekinetic powers as well as the ability to black out her eyes so she doesn't have to mess with sunglasses anymore. The serum is also making her go quickly insane, and she starts taking out her migraines on the people around her, first by crushing the guy who has a crush on her, and then choking Clay on the e-cigarette he insists on puffing in her lab. Frank, realizing the wild sex days are over, readies a syringe of night-night juice to kill Zoe with, and makes Eva, the poor videographer that got caught up in this entire mess because she needed some extra credit, to promise him if he gets distracted by Zoe's wily feminine ways that she will finish the gerb. No pressure. Sure enough, Frank gets caught up in Zoe's big eyes just before they turn black and she crushes his skull. Eva gets pulled into Zoe's continuing nightmare where she relives burning a bunch of people alive because Zoe was a firebug when she was 10. Eva convinces 10-year-old Zoe that it wasn't her fault, and manages to keep a straight face while doing so, and ends the nightmare while immediately stabbing Zoe in real life with two syringes of night-night juice. The fire department finally breaks into the lab to come to the rescue, Eva looks for Zoe's body but it isn't there because Zoe is actually the fireman rescuing her but not, Zoe breaks Eva's neck, and rolls Zoe dragging all the bodies into the lab and resurrecting the team with her own special Zoe juice fresh from the tap, credits. All right, 2015's The Lazarus Effect. The, uh... <laughs> yeah, this movie was not good. <laughs> What'd you think? Um, okay, as a, as a horror movie, it's about run-of-the-mill. Really? You think uh, so? Because even as a horror movie, it kind of falls flat on its face. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's about run-of-the-mill for in terms of, like, uh, a cheesy horror movie. That's what I... That's why I don't watch horror movies, because it's just kind of like, meh. Um, as a sci-fi movie? No. 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 Who, who said it was sci-fi? I want names. Wait, why do you think it's not sci-fi? Um, it's supernatural. Well, how is it know. supernatural? Well, okay, I get. I okay. Well, because you got, you know, apparently she went to hell and not heaven. Well, what she interprets oh. as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. So there may be. 
they, they may okay. imply that she thinks that there's a supernatural element to what they were doing, but I, I, I one thing I will not dispute about this film is that it does have sci-fi elements in it. I mean, okay, the whole resurrection does. process yeah. is science fiction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I will I will go with that, but man, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, technically sci-fi. Um, you know, you wouldn't catch me going, "Hey, you need to check out this sci-fi horror because Event Horizon is sci-fi horror because Event Horizon was in space. This was more so unless it's medical. in space, it's not sci-fi. No, I'm just saying this was more medical horror. Uh, but you have to classify it as sci-fi because it's doing stuff that hasn't been done before. So that. To our knowledge, we don't know. Medical science is a branch of science. Right. I got you. I understand. <laughs> I don't. I understand. I, I just, I, it's it's loose sci-fi to me. To me, loose sci-fi. Loose sci-fi. It's very loose. It, it plays loosey-goosey. So would you consider Frankenstein sci-fi? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe I consider that more monster flick. Frankenstein was like one of the original sci-fi stories. I, we've we've covered this whenever we did Frankenstein. I understand that. I understand that. I'm just saying that it's eh, it's not my it's not what I classify sci-fi as sci-fi. Oh. Let's just put it that way. Okay. You know, I, I realize that my classification is different than mainstream uh, medical science or whatever or, 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 or. Many things that you consider are yeah. different than the mainstream. Uh, yeah. And that's what makes me, me. Yeah. That's why, that's why you put yeah. up with me all these years. Is that it? Well, I thought it was the steady the, income. <laughs> I've, how do I give you a steady income? Is it the handies? I don't go to the bus station. No, that's my thing. I know. Anyways, back on topic. So fine. Yeah. So the, I mean, this movie, the idea had potential. It, I, I I like the idea. Yeah. I, I I hate the execution and the writing of it. It's it's surface level at best. It's predictable. It's not, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's, it's just there. I mean, it, it's like, yeah, I don't really have a, a good analogy for this. It's, it's, no, it's you just, don't. yeah, yeah. It's just surface level drivel. They, they, they take a deep concept like life, life versus death. What happens if you were to die and then come back? Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to explore there. And they don't really get into it. They they kind of preview some of the things that they want to discuss with her nightmares. Uh, they give you a little bit of mystery as to what those nightmares mean. You kind of figure out, you know, she's this girl in a hallway watching a bunch of people die in an apartment. Um, it's not a leap to figure that she probably maybe started that fire somehow. Uh, and that yeah. turns out to be what happened. Or that she was just too afraid to to open the door and release them. Uh, you could even take a, a minor leap and say that she intentionally lit the fire and, and wanted to watch the people burn, but that didn't really fit with the rest of her character. So that may be right. 
kind of a leap too far, but it was predictable. I mean, they, they, they showed their hand way too early in the movie. Um, they gave us too much information there. And then whenever she died, you figured, and, and, and she said that she was there watching that over and over again. That was her interpretation of hell. You figured that was going to come back in the end. And even the twist ending at the end was was kind of lame because it's like they wanted to end it one way with maybe her kind of getting redemption and uh, Ava being the the lone survivor. And then they decided, yeah. no, let's no, let's make we'll this, this all up. an illusion. And, and she's yeah. just going to create this zombie army for whatever fucking reason. Let's let's uh, let's leave this up for a potential uh, sequel. Yeah, yeah. Well, what sequel is there? I mean, I don't know. She she makes an army of super super soldiers, and they go and you know, hell on earth. So they're gonna know. they're gonna recreate Hellraiser only dumber. Well, I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, I just I don't think they thought it through. No, I, and. Yeah. No, they didn't. I mean, they th- this movie made bank. Oh yeah, it th- uh 3 million uh 3 yep. million bo- uh budget. 38 million uh, in the box office. So Yeah. It recouped yeah. its cost and then some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it uh it got criticized hard. And rightfully so. I mean, this is yeah. not a good movie. It's like got 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I would you know, I would have liked it probably a little bit better if they didn't try, if they didn't try to uh, show their hand at being a horror flick so damn early. Um, you know, you know, you knew this was going to be a horror movie. Like, if you hadn't even looked at the synopsis or anything, you knew this was going to be a horror movie just from the fact that, hey, they're doing lab stuff. In the fucking dark. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, labs have to be dark, right? That's, that's uh, yes. Uh, yeah, the, I'm doing a medical procedure in the dark. Yeah. Quick, hurry, turn on all the lights. We need to do another medical procedure. Okay, I got the desk lamp over here off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, annoys I the mean, piss out of me whenever, whenever you have like, you know, labs that are just fucking gloomy and, and dark. I've never been in a lab. That has been yeah. dark. It's always been just super bright. Right. Yeah. Super bl- bright, nice and clean, uh, uh, relatively, depending on what kind of lab you're in. But yeah, I mean, th- yeah, you knew this was going to be dark. And then, hey, I'm doing, I'm doing work after, I'm doing stuff after work. So let me turn on my music oh, and shut and off opera. all the fucking life. Opera. Yeah. God, she likes opera. Yeah, I'm going to shut off all the fucking lights, save power. So, yeah, I just I would have been okay if it, if it was you know, okay, like um and and I'm thinking like Hollow Man. Um the never Elizabeth Shoe. Okay, you never saw the Elizabeth Shoe version? No. With Kevin Bacon? Oh, no. man. Okay. So, anyway, so same basic kind of concept, you know, they have a lab, um shit goes wrong, that kind of deal. Their lab was bright. You know, it made sense. Okay, this is, hey, this is going to be kind of a, a cool um, 
thriller type of deal maybe you know what's going to go wrong and then and then it goes wrong and everything and then it starts getting you know shit gets broken and that kind of deal i would have been fine with this lab being all bright and sunny you know and then you know uh, she, she zoe goes ape shit and breaks lights and shit like that you know i would have been okay with that you know then turn on the darkness but to start the movie from the not to mention that they're also videotaping this thing any any cinematographer any art student worth anything knows hey we need light so that we can capture it properly right right so it just it was like hey look, we need to be we need to be dark just for darkness sake to get the spooky thing because it's going to be the dog we're going to go against the dog the dog's going to be evil no the dog was a fucking wet towel Creepy as shit. Yeah. Creepy as shit staring at you on the bed and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I applaud them for that. That was that was kind of creepy just in terms of like, okay, this is a bit unsettling. Yeah, stalker but dog. Then, yeah. Yeah, but then it went nowhere and, you know, the dog died. You know, but, man, I don't know. I don't know. know. That, bat, that dog was Batman's dog because the way it could fucking, like appear and disappear and hide in the shadows and stalk you without you knowing it. That was fucking right. Batman's dog. They resurrected Batman's dog. Something. They resurrected something. I don't know, but yeah. That, the dog was the night. That dog was vengeance. The dog okay. likes belly rubs. Who's a good boy? So, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't hate this movie, but I didn't. I watched it again because I had to. I mean, I didn't, I don't know that I hate this movie. No. I'm just really indifferent about this movie. Right. I'll never watch this movie again unless I absolutely have to. That's what I'm saying. I watched it. I watched it with the family and, you know, it was like, eh, okay. And, And honestly, I don't watch horror movies because I just, I'm not a big horror fan, but I watched this one because of Olivia Wilde. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Olivia Wilde is, is always good to watch. Yes. I, I was really disappointed in this movie because, yeah. again, it had the potential to be a lot better than it was. It just, yeah. it felt flat. The The writing was flat. They had a, a stacked cast. I mean, everybody in the cast was, is, is really good. Um, Duplass is, is good. And everything that I've seen him. Olivia Wilde is a great actress. Um, Evan Peters, I mean, he's he's made his bones in in horror, uh, doing with uh, American Horror Story. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. he's he's not unfamiliar with with this type of role. Donald right. Glover is a, is a really good actor. So I, I they they had the acting chops to to pull off just about anything that they wanted to do in this movie. The, the writing fell flat. The direction really fell flat. I mean, they relied way too much on jump scares, and this isn't a jump scare type of movie. One or no. two jump scares, that's fine, but this is more of a, a, a psychological suspense movie than it is a gory, you know, jump scare, yeah. hack and slash type horror. Like so, the whole jump scare with the, with the pig mask was, that was total... Nobody in their right mind would do something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was, it's a bunch of cheap jump scares and that really cheapens the the thing that they're trying to do. 
they didn't explore any of the themes that they they introduce or if they tried they utterly failed um yeah it, yeah this was just a shit movie a yeah, shit movie it, that had a lot of potential if if it had been in the right hands right right yeah that's and that's unfortunate so why in the fuck does that switch carry current uh, you know i had that written down that um yeah, that that's a bad design if you have to worry about electrocution um, when you flip a switch. Right. I understand a breaker. You go to flip the breaker; it makes a connection type of deal. But there is no breaker that I have ever seen that when you flip it, you have to worry. You have to take off all of your metallic items because yeah, because if you, you flip won't a- get. If you flip a breaker and it shocks you, that's a bad breaker. You you, yeah. you switch out that breaker. Yeah. And 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 uh, I, yeah, it was a homegrown thing. The dude built it or whatever. That's fine. That's fine. But you would think the number of times that they have tried to do this, they it would be second nature to take that stuff off. I mean, they made a point of showing that she took off the necklace, she took off her ring, and then she's like, "Oh, we're gonna do another, uh, we're gonna do another run, and we have to do this quickly because you know, blah blah blah." But you know, I'm gonna skip some steps. But again, it, it's dumb because well, yes, electricity doesn't work like that. Just because you're wearing a ring, yeah, doesn't mean it that jumps that's into gonna- you conduct electricity enough to electrocute you. Yeah, if anything it should have gone down into the metal grating that she had that she was standing on. She wasn't standing time. on metal grating. They were on concrete. There was metal grating around that concrete oh, that's slab right. that everything was on. She okay. was also wearing rubber I mean, she was wearing rubber sho- rubber shoes. The amount of voltage that would have had to have been flowing through that fucking handle whenever she flipped the switch. I mean, that would have had to have been an amazing amount of fucking voltage. It would have dimmed the lights at the very least to that whole building. Because, I mean, the human <laughs> body is is fairly high in resistance, like skin. And she yeah. was wearing, like, tennis shoes, so she's got rubber soles on her shoes. I, yeah, I mean, that would have, that would have been an incredible amount of, of voltage that had to pass through there. And those silly yeah. rubber gloves that... What's her face put Ava put on whenever she flipped the switch wouldn't have really helped any. So no, that no. that whole thing made was her, was made her feel stupid. better. Yeah. So I'm not a I'm not a doctor, right? Thank God. Yep. Yep. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but your brain is encased in a skull. It is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. If you went to go push a needle into the brain, you have to get through the skull first. True. Unless you're Superman, you're not going to be able to embed a needle through the temple into the skull. Well, or through the so, skull into the brain. No, that's not true. Um, where they pushed in the the needle uh-huh. is in the the... Uh, temporal bone of the skull, which is one of the thinner areas of the skull, so it's possible they could have pushed the needle through that, oh, that okay. skull, that that bone. Huh. The problem is, is they had to hit the temporal lobe, and where they were pushing was the frontal lobe. Right, but they were putting it at the temple. 
Therefore, the temporal lobe is right there. <laughs> well, no, not exactly. No, no, no. They're scientists. <laughs> I just, well, you know, it never, it never dawned on me that until they were doing it to her and they were trying to hurry up and do it. And it's like, oh yeah, he just shoved it right on through. You know, I, I for the dogs and that kind of thing, I just figured, okay, they'd been prepped, you know, and well, life is good, but nope, nope, not the fact. Um, I personally, you know, would have put the dog in isolation for observation as opposed to, hey, this dog's acting a little weird. Ah, let's take him home. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, the dog's know. acting a little funny. You put him in a room put him in with a, a camera on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you observe him. You see what happens. You need to feed him. That's fine. You want to pet him or whatever. That's fine. Under controlled circumstances, you know. But, uh, well, oh, maybe, you know, the dog got out. Maybe the dog had telekinesis. Well, yeah, you, you kind of figure the dog had telekinesis. That's how he broke out of the kennel and then opened and trashed the refrigerator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was weak compared to Zoe's telekinesis. Well, it's a dog. I mean, Smaller dog brain. brains are limited. So Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's weak. He went against somebody else. Right. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to kill them with his mind when he was staring at them at night. Maybe. I don't know. I think that was just a creepy scene that they threw in that really didn't have any relation with the fucking. Well, yeah, they were trying to make it look like the dog was going to be the problem. And, and okay. I can get behind, I can get behind bringing Zoe back. She'd only been dead for a little bit. Technically, technically, you know, if the jump start in the heart thing would have worked, it would have been okay. Sure. Um, you know, lack of oxygen hadn't hadn't really affected it too much necessarily. Um, so I can get behind resurrecting her. I can't get behind resurrecting an animal that had been dead for at least a long time because they were in the freezer in bags. Yeah, you kind of wonder how long those animals had been dead. Right. If there's a if there's a point where it's it's non-viable to resurrect them at that. Yeah. Right. Well, were they trying to resurrect or were they trying to jump so, jump start neurons in the brain? Well, six of one, half a dozen of the other. They were well, trying to necess- bring the dog back to life by jump starting the brain. Were they trying to bring the dog back to life or were they trying? I thought they were just trying to see if they could get electrical impulses in a dead, in a dead brain, whether or not it did anything, just the fact that it was there happening. No, I think they're, I think they wanted to bring the, the dog back to life. I think that was the whole point. Yeah. I would have chosen some fresher dogs. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it matters in this context, though, because apparently the Lazarus juice also reverses damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yep. C- got rid of the cataract. Uh, fixed up her her finger. Kind of. Um, yeah. I mean, she still had that that red scar around there, but right. of course, it didn't do anything to the hole in her head. No, except make it blackish. 
when she peeled it apart. Right, but that that was more of a hallucination. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So again, this is some one of the things that they could have explored. So not only the the, the life versus death thing, um, but they could have explored the uh, perception of what she was going through. So the Lazarus juice was causing uh, the neurons in her head to uh, become really active and also right. create neur- neural pathways that had never right, been right. there before at an accelerated yep. rate, right? Right, that's right. how she was she able was... to develop the uh, telekinesis and telepathy that she had in the, in the movie. Yeah, but, basically evolving. Evolving. Well, they, they called it evolving, but, but this isn't yeah. really evolution because evolution works in a different way. She would have had to right. have given birth to offspring that had some sort of uh, change in their uh, in their head that was beneficial to them. And then they, that proliferates throughout their offspring through generations. That's what evolution right. is. I don't like whenever movies conflate evolution with, uh, this is basically neuroplasticity, but anyways, so the, the extra, uh, the extra neural activity in her head is also causing her to kind of go insane. So this is right. This is a lot of shit that's going on in her brain. It's probably throwing off a ton of brain chemicals. Uh, she's starting to show some, um, some aggression uh, and some insanity. Yeah, some yeah. psychosis, and you know this is kind of fucking with her head. And she's perceiving this sort of from a, a religious scope, where she thinks that she died and went to hell because what she remembers from her dying is this elongated period of, of years where she relived this traumatic event in her life over and over again. Right. We know that it was less than an hour, according to the movie, that she was actually dead. Right. And so this is affecting her. She's starting to have hallucinations from the psychosis um, because of all the, the brain activity. She's seeing her fingers turn black. She's seeing black around the the uh, the edge of uh, of the the needle, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wound, things like that. And so she's probably in her psychosis starting to equate this to, uh, her being in hell. And this is maybe shaping her insanity to, to do the bad things that she's been doing. They could have explored that in the movie, but they didn't. Nope. Nope. She just went from, I'm totally fine. I'm a little scared to, uh, murder demon yeah disappointing this 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 these ideas had had merit i mean these these ideas had potential right and then apparently she she can you know the juice supercharges her so she you know got herself a second dose yeah and and then they just went off the rails there i I don't sucked it all dry I, i don't know what that was all about i mean the last fucking quarter of this movie was just a bunch of fucking strobe effects running around and you know, yeah. it was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. This movie. Was and why was, really disappointing. I mean, it, okay. So I can get behind, I can get behind killing. What's his face? Uh, 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 Frank, I mm-hmm. can get, I can get behind killing Frank. Frank was trying to kill her with a needle. I can get behind that one. I can, Kind of, sort of, the dog one, I have, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I can kind of, sort of get behind uh, Nico 
uh, you know, she tried to put the moves on him. He said no and, you know, spurned lover or whatever, confused. I can kind of see that, um, y- you know, but the other dude, uh, Clay, he never really, even when they were listening to what was in their heads, he never really said anything along the lines of we've got to get rid of her type of deal. He was always, it was always along the lines of, yeah, this, we shouldn't have done this. Well, but it was never murder her type of deal. So why, I guess, cause he had the cigarette thing and she always hated the cigarette. Yeah. I think that was it. The e-cig, I mean, I think at that point they had abandoned all, you know, she's just going to be this evil that, that is evil start. came back yeah. and, and has possessed her body. Yeah. And it was, so, yeah, it was a, it was a cross between, uh, well, I'm going to call it evolution. Cause that's what they called it. A cross between, you know, getting more powers and, and, and not being able to handle it type of deal and possession almost. You know, with, as far as what they were trying to go with, you know, uh, eyes going to black. You know, that's a typical, that's a classic horror movie position, right? Look. And so they could have explored that again right. with the whole psychosis versus, you know, is she manifesting these outward physical appearances because she thinks she's possessed, but it's actually you know just her brain going fucking crazy, frying itself because of this this Lazarus juice. Right. But we don't get any of that. We just, they, they kind of touch upon it a little bit and then nothing. It's just, she's now evil. Yep. 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 So moral of the story is if a, a person's heart stops, don't bring them back because they'll turn evil. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Don't do it. DNRs. All right. Yeah. Yeah, are we done now? Yeah, any other final thoughts? Uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you're not missing much. Uh, you know, it you know, I saw it said Bloomhouse on it and I'm like, okay, yep, this will be a typical Bloomhouse scary movie just because Okay, so Bloomhouse has produced some actually good horror flicks. Right, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is it's it's a scary movie. It's not don't read into it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Bloomhouse has produced some actually good deep horror movies. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I don't again, I don't watch horror movies typically. So Insidious never watched it. You never seen Insidious? I'm telling you, I don't watch horror movies, so no. Okay, so Insidious was actually pretty good. I've watched Insidious has a a pretty the Purge. eh. Technically, that's a oh you know I I say that I take that back. So I just I pulled up uh, Bloomhouse Productions uh, for their films. Um, Let's see, I've watched The Purge. I just watched the first one. Um, Sinister was a good series, or at least the first movie was pretty good. I didn't watch that. So Insidious is good. Sinister was good. I mean, they I watched, they were they were horror movies, but they had a, a tight plot. They they had plots that made sense and a and a mythology that uh, was was pretty tight. We need to put. Uh, I'm looking at this. We need to put Happy Death Day on. Um, Happy on Death Day. That's not. Yeah. Why not? Why not? 
How's that science fiction? It's like Groundhog Day. They keep repeating the same day over and over and over. Okay, but what's the science fiction that allows them to repeat the day over and over? Would you, Groundhog Day isn't science fiction. Okay, then don't put it on there. I'm just saying, I've watched Death Day. Happy Death Day. Uh, haven't watched Split yet. Split. That's the uh, sequel to Unbreakable. Oh, yeah. Bloomhouse did Unbreakable and Glass and, and uh, Split. They, they, didn't seen... do, they didn't do Unbreakable, did they? Did they not do Unbreakable? I don't think they did. I think uh, I think that was a um, little research on the fly here. Unbreakable was produced by uh, Touchstone. Oh, oh, that's right. Because it, this, yeah, it predated Bloomhouse, right? Uh, but that's that's about it. That's all I've watched of that. So, I mean, I'm not like I said. I am not a uh, I am not a horror movie person. I just it's just not my cup of tea. So, I leave it to you. Oh, they also did Get Out. Get Out was amazing. Never saw it. You've never seen Get Out? Mm-mm. Have you not seen Us? Or nope. Well, I haven't seen Nope. We need to get Nope on the list, though, because it's actually sci-fi. Uh, I haven't seen Ma. Actually, Get Out could be kind of considered sci-fi. Uh, let me look. Get Out. IMDb. It does not say sci-fi on it. So, therefore, we can't do it. Look, I'll even go one step further. Wikipedia, holder of all knowledge, does not say sci-fi. Yeah. Psychological horror film. So. I said it could be just because of the mechanism, the, how Get Out works, but yeah. All right, so you got a haiku for us this week? I do. This one is titled Olivia. Temporary death, black eyes, and loves murder. I'd still do you. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. I would still do you. Yeah, I, I, I'd still I do put, you is only four. Put, yeah, I would still. I had I would still do you, but it it was, yeah. Fucked up or your you own could haiku. Also, or you could also say I would still do her. Um, you know, but, you know, yeah. Oh, my God. You got any awards this week? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's got your black lung? Technically, it's not uh, people, you know, I'm going to be one of those highfalutin guys. It's technically not smoking, it's vaping, but uh, my black lung is going to go to clay for vaping, which is essentially just smoking because I don't want to smell that shit. Take that shit elsewhere. Yeah, no kidding. All right, yeah, mine's going to go to clay too um, because he literally smoked his fucking e-cigarette, so headless. Uh, I'm going to give it to the whole group uh, for celebrating playing God. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, they celebrated with like champagne, right? It looked like it. It looked like some sort of bubbly yeah. or some All sort right. of booze there yeah. in, the, I'll give in it, the. I'll give it to the team too. After yeah. they successfully resurrected the dog, they all had some champagne or. Something that looked like alcoholic, so I'll give it to them. Yeah, if it wasn't alcoholic, they sure wish it was. Right. Oh, or you could give it to uh, Zoe because she was uh, she was hitting the the wine at home. Yeah, that's true. Her and Frank mm-hmm. both were were hitting yep. the wine, but yep, I'll give it to the team. Um, yeah. Who's got your player? 
so you know, you could give it to Frank um, for stringing Zoe along for so long. Uh, but I went ahead and I gave it to Zoe um, for playing Eva at the end there. You know, she she let Eva think that, you know, she won. Okay. So mine is going to go to Zoe as well, but for a different reason. Okay. Um, so mine's going to go to Zoe for um, basically keeping Frank from stabbing her with the the night-night juice. Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, he was in a position to just take her out. Uh, but he didn't because she was, she gave her, or gave him those, those big puppy dog eyes and said, yeah. do you still love me? And he mm-hmm. said, yes. But when he couldn't, uh, couldn't think about loving her, that's when he fucked up and she crushed mm-hmm. his head. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, Purple Hippo. I, I'm going to give it to Zoe for her hell loop. Okay. Um, I mean, that's all she was thinking about when she came back alive. True. Mine's going to go to Eva or Ava. Okay. Uh, because she got to live Zoe's hell yeah. loop. And then she also, I mean, the entire thing after the the hell loop where she supposedly saves the little girl um, and uh, absolves Zoe of her guilt and then gets rescued by the whole fire uh, brigade. But then yeah. it turns out that that was all illusion, and right. uh, Zoe breaks her neck, which I didn't really understand the whole illusion part thing in the at the end. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean that if that's the only problem you have with this movie, something's wrong with you. No, it's not the only problem. Well, I'm just saying something's wrong with you if you think that's the only problem in this movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time. <sighs> yeah. It's time to roll the dice. Big money, big money, no whammies, no whammies. So you need to pick a mm-hmm. number between one and one fifty-six. One fifty-six. All right. So this uh, this movie came out in twenty fifteen, which is uh, too much. Uh, I can't do twenty fifteen because we don't have that many. <laughs> um, so instead, I'm going to add twenty and 15 together which gives us 35 but then i want to go ahead and throw in how much that they made they made 38 million on this so i'm going to throw that in there and it's going to come up with some random number that i really don't care because i'm going to pick number one because that is how many stars i give this piece of shit all right tell me when to stop and that wouldn't give you a random number that would actually give you an actual number if you added those two values together well, I know. Yeah, it wouldn't be random, but, but I didn't want to. I didn't want you didn't to do want the to math. do the, the, the math. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop. That nobody's ever picked one. Uh oh. Fuck. So this is one that SP put on. Oh which no! Means he's got to be on with us. Yep. All right. All right. We'll have to break the bad news to him. So that that narrows it down a little bit. It does. Something that SP put on. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? Wait, All right, wait, so wait, wait, next wait a minute, episode. Wait a you go, uh-oh, this is one that that SP put on, and then you cuss about it? because well, I didn't did? I didn't know what it was. I'd never... Oh, you already... didn't know? You didn't recognize it based on the title? No. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. All right. All right. 
So next okay. episode. In the near future, where Earth has been devastated by man's pollution and giant winds rule the planet, bounty hunter Matt kidnaps a murderer out of the hands of two police officers planning to get the bounty himself. This stars Bob Peck. What the fuck? Mark Hamill. And Kitty Aldridge. Oh, 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 it's the one that he put on just recently. Yeah, what is that? so this is oh. 1989's Slipstream. Slipstream. Oh, my God. Oh. It's a whopping 4.7 on IMDb. Oh, good. Now, the question is, is uh, can we get that? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, okay, well, um, so we you need to... watch it free on Roku channel. Oh, man, this has Bill Paxton in it, too. Tubby has it, or Tubi. Yeah, so we're going to have to uh, dig into the safe and, and find some more incriminating evidence. We're getting oh. thin on that. We need to start gathering some more. Well, we are part of Gun of Geek, so I'm sure we'll be able to get some <laughs> quite frequently now. Yeah. All right, next episode, Slipstream. SP has to suffer with us. Sounds good. And that's Maybe all we have. He's for th- got it. Maybe. Yeah, he has a copy of it himself. And that's all we've got for this episode. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Picks My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. And make sure to visit Gunna Geek for more great shows at gunnageek.com. For this week, I'm Jason. Can we switch it to the 2005 version? Um, it's sci-fi as well. Holy fuck, they made two of those? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same thing, but it's got the same title, Slipstream. Yeah. Vinnie Jones, Sean Austin. I don't even know who those are. Sean Austin, uh, um, Samwise Gamgee. You mean Sean Aston? No, Austin. We'll see yes, you next Aston. time. Fuck. So, you... I think my dog just farted. Oh, gross. Ugh.